is September going to bring a huge cataclysmic disaster or is it going to bring something better than we can ever imagine? Maybe both is actually about to happen. And it just depends on where you are in your evolutionary scale of consciousness. Seven Bomar has been talking about this over at astralquest.com. He's one of the most diverse and enigmatic speakers of our times. He raises the bar for what is generally discussed by mental, spiritual, and physical advisors. Bomar is rapidly gaining explosive recognition with his unique messages at astralquest.com. And we've had him on many times before, and he's got a ton of information to share with us. So I don't want to take up too much of the time talking because I really want to just jump in headfirst into this. But Seven, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing really good, Chris. You know, it's always great to be on Truth Frequency. We definitely always get it done. And uh, it's definitely one of those times to where it's probably a, the best time to really link up because, you know, I'm feeling just like you. I'm definitely getting a lot of signs. And, uh, and obviously being this far along the path, being able to interpret what those signs are really saying from both levels, as you pointed out, is just really your, your, your dual perspective. You know, this is just a good time to begin to to really unfold to people what we're really involved in. You know, just let, let's get adept with the conversation today just once, at least. You know, what absolutely. I mean? <laughs> Where do you want to begin? Well, you know, I, I want to first start off by saying, you know, first of all, you know, it's always great. And again, I'll say it twice to, to be on true frequency with family. And uh, and that's first and foremost be- between anything that I could talk about tonight is to realize that when we're having these conversations, you're amongst uh, the biorhythm, synchronistic brothers and sisters that we've really been with across the timeline and we're culminating at a certain point. And so this message is today, I, I believe, just designed around that primarily is that this is a special and unique message that's not as, as generalized, but more personal to those who are finding themselves on this path. Because even if you're listening to this, this uh, broadcast, it really takes a lot to, to keep immersing yourself into figuring out what's going on with your life and taking the responsibility uh, to do that. So, you know, we, there's, there's a wide range of things. And I, I did talk to, I happened to talk to Cherie uh, earlier this week. And, you know, one of the main things we wanted to center today's conversation around was how to really look at, you know, the situation that we're dealing with and that we actually continue to deal with almost every year when we cook something up for ourselves, I would say, uh, that may not be in our favor. And, um, and so I guess I'll first start with saying that the September as a, as a month is a very unique month in the first place because you can even go to the Google and you can uh, type in uh, major events in September or that have occurred in September and you'll get basically a list of the different things that have happened, like the starting of World War II, obviously 9-11, you know, the freedom of many different countries. So you'll get all of the statistics. And I find that this becomes the most useful method of finding that, as many tout, that as below, so above nature to things. But basically how to read what's going on across the timelines uh, by just looking at what, kind of, what are the events that happen in the month that we're participating in now. And in that, I kind of see us as these time travelers, even just with that, because we have this access to this tech that's giving us the ability to look back into time and to see even what ancient civilizations were doing, and then even where the descendants of those ancient civilizations are now and what became of them. We have a grand uh, scope, if you may, or a, a big mirror to look into to see the action and reaction behind our thoughts, our actions, etc. But someone's going to have to to 
grab the wheel here and that someone definitely should be you. This is a message to each individual that you have to get to a point in your life to where you don't allow what goes on externally and what's predicted necessarily externally to control not only what you're doing next and what you're thinking next, but also learning how to use both forces, whether you want to call them positive or negative, light or dark, whatever, but using both forces to be what we are in the first place, which is a balance between those forces. So me and the humans make up a positive and a negative field. And just by having those positive and negative fields alone from what we've learned about dual forces is that they actually both cancel themselves out. And so our experience here on the planet can really be seen as illusionary only because we, our constant actions are a mixture of two opposing forces that generally cancel each other out. So when we start understanding these principles to light and darkness, we can definitely then um, come to the conclusion that if there's a lot of chaos and disaster going on, then there must be a lot of what would be the opposing energy to that, some call that positivity, building up somewhere. And then the only thing that's necessary now is that we begin to learn how to tap that energy without overloading ourselves or, or um, I would say, uh, let me see, you're looking for the right words here, but basically uh, when you get to a point where you, you receive some massive revelation, but now you can't even harmonize with other people and begin to explain to them or convert to them what you've began to discover. And so, you know, it's a big thing though. And so tonight I, I really want to start talking about it really from the ground up. I can really go anywhere with this, but I think that, you know, there's a, there's a necessity for us to just start understanding this from factual, a factual level, like what are the real integers here that control whether this is going to be a good thing, this is going to be a bad thing? Also, what is really going on in the planetary system anyway? Because it's almost like if you look back over the last five years, ten years, we've been these, even in your, just looking in your own mind, we've been these human beings that are on this planet and just constantly subject to, I don't know what's going on, I don't know where I came from, I don't know what's going to happen next. And just that overall bewilderment will cause a certain state of consciousness that breeds fear because fear is, of course, the unknown, not knowing how to read the stars to tell what's going to occur next because everything that's already happened or everything that's happened continues to happen again. But there's also these reference points that we can now latch a hold of. And I think I covered this years ago when we had to sit down and just think, well, what was the maximum stage that humanity ever reached on the planet anyway? And, and then, or even, even clearer, when are the points that things just change drastically or they're never going to be the same again? Like what is the, what's going to be the big shift? What, what was the big shift during the Roman empire? What was the big shift during when the Kemetans were in Egypt? Like why are they still in Egypt and we're still using the gold and you know, there's still statues. Why aren't we doing that anymore? What makes these shifts? And what we'll find is, is that every now and again, certain things occur. And then after those things occur, nothing will ever be the same again. And I'm here to really say that we are that, that we are the thing that once we fully wake up to what we really are, things will never be the same again, because it's going to cause a chain reaction. So it's like asking, well, what happened to those people from thousands and thousands of years ago? And what we come to the conclusion of is, is many, they found out about many races of people is that they just disappeared. Well, it's funny that you say that because it seems to come at the fall of an empire as well. And we are seeing the American empire falling. 
So maybe this is all related. We'll be right back. Uh, Seven, you are correct in saying that there's been a lot of civilizations that have just up and disappeared. But at these times of shifting, too, we see empires falling. Uh, Would you agree with the idea that it's actually happening right now? Well, for sure. You know, empires are designed to fall. I mean, that's just the whole construct of the physicality. Like anything that is built must be destroyed to be rebuilt again. And my metaphor for this is that if you're an architect and you build a house and you find that there are certain things that you would rather have different, then if you ever get an opportunity to to build another house, you're going to build it without those flaws. And so we see within the entire experience, not just humans, animals, and all the bioorganisms that are here, that everything is in a process of it's what we would say evolution. That evolution comes about by continuously adapting to the environment is because the environment and nature is more or less leading things. Like if it's cold, cold, really cold outside, that even determines what you're wearing. It can determine your mindset. It can determine a lot of things. So there's this uh, consistent process. But the first thing, you know, just to not leave it off, like people are like, oh, we're going to disappear. Is there going to be a rapture? But, you know, <laughs> the, the scope of this, though, because if you really, you know, you've done your ceremonies already, you've taken your medicine, so you know that there's the potential for something like that to occur. That wouldn't even seem to be far off to some of the things that we've been able to see, meaning that this is still the limitless. And so we can't actually say what can't happen. And, but the ones, because those of us who have been uh, really expanding ourselves the most see that we can enter a plane to where almost anything can happen. So from there, what I, what I believe is if they, if, if it's, it's really a cycle, which I see it is, if it's really an orbit, which I see it is, if it's really, really to do with circles, which we see it is, then we know that there's a high point. And then once that high point occurs, something goes on, and then there's like a reset to the whole thing, and then it starts again. And when we really drill down into what is that something that goes on, what I find is, is that the best metaphor of it is a mashiach. Uh, uh, what would be uh, a power, a, a being that becomes super powerful, a human that taps into all their potential and abilities and then wakes up. Because at that point, what it causes is it causes a chain reaction of multiple beings beginning to wake up. And so I think that this is why we're introduced to stories like Christianity per se, because they're basically uh, uh, hacked stories of the phenomena that really occurs with any being that begins to sit on a planetary system so long that they start to figure out the framework and how things are put together by whatever put it into play initially. Physical planes have to be put into play initially. So what I believe is, is that there becomes this activation of the body, which I've experienced as otherworldly. And then when that starts to become commonplace, because the, the procedures start happening to where groups of people, one person, whatever you want to say, starts to actually uh, show others, hey, this can be done. Because remember, this is happening now. Then it creates this phenomena where people start to actually activate. And then this is what happens because it's very easy to gauge the, in, the uh, energetic potential of the planet. Once it kicks up to a certain point, you get to what people would say is the hundredth monkey. But really what it is is that the energy, the energy starts to connect through everything. 
So if there's, just, if there's gaps in the division, this energy puts everything together because it's like a spark plug. It sends a spark through the gap. And right. the more people that are actually getting into these frequencies, they are making, they're creating this organic grid. We've talked about all this before, but we're actually now seeing it happening. And then just as I said, the reason why stuff likes to culminate around September is because September has, uh, has a mark in it. It has many marks in it to where the energetic field of the planet has spiked due to the events that have occurred within this time. But every time the spike goes up, let's say it was 9-11, there's another diametrically opposed energetic field that opens up also that can equally be utilized so, of course, we know that all we get is the bad news. Like when you turn on news, you just get the bad news. <laughs> it's not like, right. you know, there's people that we donated five million a day and it, you don't very seldom get much of that. And it's really also because people, they, they don't really want to hear that. They want to hear the bad thing because what's actually happened is that they began to feed on the negativity. And this is, a, this is a big thing because realize that if, if anyone takes the stance that I'm the positive, I'm the plus sign, and that means you're the good one, I guess, that, that, that's a mind job. But again, if one takes the, the plus sign, this means they actually will go around life needing the negative side because we don't operate without one and the other. So this is why you'll find people who are supposedly extremely positive and extremely uh, uh, enlightened or whatever, always on the web in the morning trying to predict like a Christian the destruction of the planet because X, Y, Z. And it's just they need that negative component to power them. So what happens is, is that once you start realizing that all this is going on, and then you stop letting the joke be on you. You start realizing, actually, it's whatever energy that I really want to tap into. And true enough, if everyone chooses to tap into the negative force, then they're going to feel negative and they're going to feel like everything is falling apart. But for that being that begins to see, well, shoot, if we tapped in last year around September and then we'll see, they, were, they said the stock market was going to crash and everything then. And then the previous September to that, that was when. And then if you just go through the chronological order of the month, you'll see that media always does a certain thing. They, they try to scare the crap out of everyone so they can cling closer to their surrogate mother, which is the society, the system, to try to re-strengthen it for another round of slavery. Because let's just be frank here. If for some reason the economy collapses, the people who are going to the people who are going to really suffer from that is actually the rich people. Because they're the ones using money. See, people think that, well, it's, it's no because they have their stuff already set up and, and they have these houses and they have these lands and they have their sustain. No, 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 no. You don't know what you're talking about. They spent hundreds of years trying to implement this false system called money. Do you think for one moment that they would do away with that system that has given them so much control? No, but they would scare everyone into believing so. Now, money will continue to transform, meaning that it's gone from paper to plastic, which you want paper or plastic. It's like credit, it's paper money, then credit cards. Then it goes now to ether because that's why they have the new Ethereum currency and all the banks are restructuring their algorithms because it's foolproof. It doesn't allow fraud. But that still doesn't mean that you won't have your PayPal connected to your Ethereum and then still being able to transact because that component 
has to remain there for the level of control that society has been put under. So it's not going anywhere is what I'm saying. But this is the kind of things that are used to keep us away from the obvious of what's happening with the opposite energy. Because if it's supposed to crash, then there's also that energy that it's really that energy that really builds things up. And so this is about getting to that. Very well said. And you're absolutely right. I would agree with you that all of this economic crisis and economic scares, that's all they are. It's, it's, it's to keep people in a state of fear, like the housing bubble and the banking, the banker bailouts. The only people that were really in trouble were the bankers. Exactly. But once the people started paying attention to it, then they were affected by everything and it started affecting everything up and down the line. We'll be right back. Speaking with Seven Bomar of AstralQuest.com, we're talking about Ascension and what's happening now in September. Is it going to be a time of doom and gloom or is it going to be a time of Ascension? And if it is a time of Ascension, then how does the positive and negative dichotomy play into all of this and where exactly can we stand and according to Seven, we can stand right in the middle. That's what it's all about. It always has been yeah. and always will be about the balance. Seven, take us away, please. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's like this. Let's just get on with it already. Let's take the responsibility already. Like, I don't want to be sitting on a dimension just waiting for some stuff to happen that, you know, and I'm acting like I'm powerless when I'm really already in the know that I have some power. Now, I may have to keep pushing. I may have to wax more stronger. But that's going to come when I take the responsibility of what I really need to do here on the dimension. So you see how it's rigged. If you say, I'm, I, Chris Geo, and having access to a certain level of power, I'm going to maximize that power in order to fully take the world into the next stage of things. The only thing they have for you is a cross and some stoning. Meaning you literally get from others that, oh, what do you, you think you're the master of us? <laughs> you think that you're the, but mind you, these, these are the same people that are basically being abused by this system and are rapidly looking for a way to be released from this. And what better way than that to be done by someone that we know and trust and that we have the honor and respect for? And what better than having a large group of individuals that begin to do that and to a point where it happens with all of us? Now, listen here. We all, at some point, will leave physicality. So rather than getting all clinging to it as if it's just not going to go anywhere and playing that childish game, maybe we should just start thinking about what are we going to do after this. And I've gotten my real scope together, if you may, about what goes on after this and how you get into the space that you really want to get into, meaning how do you die like, I, I have to write a book about this now that I said it, someone's going to do it. But how do you die? What is the proper way to really leave? And then the, the deep part about this is this is not about the death that everyone thinks of, like dying on the freeway in an accident. This is not that. This is about how do you die daily? So that way, when you do finally decide to check out of here, that you already know what you're doing. You're like professionally dying, <laughs> You see, because we can admit that even within the body, they say thousands of millions of cells die every single day. So at the fabric 
of who we are, we know how to leave one situation and come into another. I mean, geez, we've been doing it since before time. So now when we ask ourselves, so what is the next phase for me? Like even if I sat on the planet for two, 3,000 years, we discovered anti-aging, at some point I would still have to say to myself, you know, I'm now seeing everything. I've seen Morocco, you know, I've seen, you know, towers fall, I've seen buildings, I've seen the highest buildings in the world, I've seen all this. Now I have so much, I can't even absorb it all. That's like the internet, there's so much there. You, you can't ever see it all, because it's all being developed even while we're speaking now. So what you would still have to ask yourself is like, so what's next for me? And that what's next is the total activation of your being. But it just so happens when you do that, you actually do see the end of the world as you know it. And then an opening up of the continuum, and it doesn't skip a beat. Like they say, the real adept never goes to sleep. The moment that they lay down, they pick up from where they left off when they were awake. And the two are betwixt into a point where you don't actually feel a difference between when you're awake and your sleep because you're not doing any one of those. You know, and that's a little bit of the esoteric knowledge about what happens next. But let's keep it grounded to things like basically we're forming a brand new way here already because we're creators. So we have the ability, despite what anyone is saying, to bring forth a whole new manifold that would be easily better than the Catholic regime, easily better than the, you know, the whole Israeli, the whole Islamic, and easily better than any of this stuff. It's, it would seem so easy to us now to make a transition into something's better versus back in the day, especially the way in which it was being observed. All of any real tradition had what we're looking for right now, meaning that we can't confuse the religions of today back with the levels of life when we were still in accordance with the natural elements. But what is nature? Nature is the mother. She nurtures us. But isn't there always a time to leave mom's house? So we have to realize that that happens symbolically. We'll still be on the planet, but we've actually got unscrewed from going the flow of the Nile, only traveling directions that the rivers go because we don't have the power to go upstream. Basically, being molded and fashioned by things that have the ability to do that, but now it's time to, and we all feel that, and well, a lot of us feel that in our waking. It's like, okay, now it's time for me to do my own thing. And this is the same thing. Like, there's nothing different about the universes and the planets than what we've already experienced and we can see other people experience in their lives. There's a time where you say to your parents, I'm ready. And this is what this is about. And you can call it, like I was telling people back in 2012 when they had cooked up the doom and gloom for themselves last time. I said, listen, you can have the 2012 at any time. Same thing this month. Now, there's always better times than others. Like, there is a real sequence to things. This month, there's a massive portal open. I don't know what's causing it. because I don't need to know all that. I would just be gathering a bunch of data. What I just need to know is that there's one open. So what is that? What, but what can I do with that? And I'm explaining to everyone that that means that this connection directly to you the real you, because surely you can't think that if you're just at this magnitude that you're fully who you are. That's just not how it works. But the full magnitude of who you are, the connection and the path to that is straight. Now, of course, because that's what a lineup is. Now, of course, you're going to get all these jokers then. 
trying to throw something into your tarot card game to reset you back to at least the golden age (laughs) so that you can go through all the zodiacal houses acting like a zoological animal again rather than graduating the zodiac and becoming a cosmos. So even the it's amazing that you say that seven, because I've been doing birth charts for people for the last several years now. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that the birth charts and especially the transit charts almost have no meaning now. It's almost as if we've transcended above needing things like birth charts or Mm -hmm. transit charts and that astrology it used to be the fates. It used to be what determined your life. Now it just doesn't. Yes. It doesn't have to anymore. Yes. I mean, you're spot on. And it's almost like when you read one sign to another, there's such a slight, small variation. They just blur. And it's because that's what they were designed to do. That one comes so smoothly after another that you hardly notice the transition. It's like getting older. You don't actually see the aging in the mirror every single day. It's only when you go in like 10 years later and take a look that you can actually see it. It happens so gradually. So we also have to see that the, that the reality that we're in is a big fan of this gradual process to something. So I'm just saying that there's a gradual process that we're going through now that's culminating, that has been about us getting into this next level. And I'm one of those people that can speak quite frankly, that not only that I've been there, it does truly exist. And so in, in, the, in the greatest thing to realize when you're there is that, well, there, th- th- there's something else that everyone doesn't even know right here. And we have the opportunity to get into this and to teach others to do the same. Hold right there. We'll be right back. Quest.com and any other projects you might be working on. For sure. Well, actually, you know, we've moved over to Secret Energy, and uh, it's great. Like, we're constantly upgrading the platform. We're actually about to go into Secret Energy 2.0, and, uh, and that means that we're just going to get more. We're putting more social in the social, and then we're also going to really be uh, working with getting real-time information to people. Uh, I'm going to start getting on the blog path again myself, and then I definitely have linked up with some te- a team of superheroes, uh, including uh, say Ruby. And we're going to see what we can really, really uh, get going with uh, releasing a lot of the real-time information that we're coming across. Because let's just face it, if I get on one of these interviews and I'm just trying to really cram so much, I'm, I'm really just only scanning for what a person needs to really hear to get relief versus let me give it to you from the top down and then all the way down to back to the top of every single point of how this is really happening. And so the first thing that I actually, that we actually did was we started the university. And I think that that was the major blow. Like that may even be what caused the portal to open. I'm not sure, but it's basically saying, okay, well, we know the information is vast, but we need to put it in some kind of order. What do people really need to know? And so we started first with celestial mechanics which basically explains to a person beyond the shadow of a doubt that they are cosmos. And because this is like, you know, when you're being demoralized all day because of the whole MK Ultra, the mind control and all this stuff that we're dealing with, even the, you know, the battery that we put on one another, even the children act all crazy. At the end of the day, you find yourself extremely demoralized. So the last thing you want to believe is when someone comes around and tells you that you're a cosmos, whether that's even true or not. But yet that same person will go and try to find their zodiac sign, which shows you you're at least a planet. So it's all about like, okay, 
smack, wake up. You can't really do one thing and not do the other. And then so you have to find that clutch point basically within yourself to say, well, let's just take it as it is. If I'm here and I'm in this complex existence as far as this body, there's all these thousands of things and heart and lung and hair and all of this. This couldn't be in vain. Meaning nobody goes this far with putting this kind of thing together without there being some kind of purpose. Like, look at how our own lives are. We're not going to do something this technical and graduated and structured just to throw it all away. And that's what you see when you get beyond this. You see that, look, there's an intelligent design that from another spectrum, it looks perfect. The geometry is perfect. From down here, it looks like a mess. Next door neighbor is trying to build a house that's not even like yours because he's in a competition to build a bigger house so that the house he builds throws everything off as a geometry. That's how you see it. Person, this person next door doesn't understand how you really vibe and connect with the, all there is because they're too busy trading on the stock market, so they're not the truth. It's how you see it. So all of these different judgments and all this stuff flying from one place to another makes us think it's all chaos because that's what we're experiencing it as. Until we step back for a moment, rise up and then take another look. Because when you take that other look, you'll be like, oh man, this is intelligent design. So let me rewind this here. That means that there is something, you know, I don't want to define it, but there is something that clearly understands how all this is put together and is clearly perfecting to make sure that it stays here and that it continues to operate despite what we're doing. Because let's say this, if we were the ones responsible for making sure that this thing goes to another level, we still have yet to pull the trigger. Meaning we still have yet to actually take on the responsibility that it's our responsibility to go into these school systems and teach our children. That we have to seize the power that comes with even the the most adept sides of what people would call magic, but be the one that doesn't get converted and tainted by all the power that comes with it. To then take on a responsibility that that would really require one to have that kind of energy to go through and have dominion over all of the other sub life forms that are attempting to control those sectors. Again, what am I saying? I'm saying that the reason there are energies stationed around things like education, things like uh, building, creation, and these energies still have to submit. This is what you read in the deepest books to the more dominant frequency. And the most dominant frequency is 100% convinced that there's no separation. So while I don't care what it is, if it's glass, if it's bismuth, if it's a smoothie, I don't care what it is. If it thinks that it's separate, some being that does not believe that way has control over every everything. And let me get something clear, because some people say, what do you mean smoothies? What are you even talking about? How could these things don't think? Well, there's the misinterpretation. We think that something has to think in order to survive, in order to be alive. And if it doesn't, we call it inorganic or artificial. But when you really study your medicine and you start taking your breaths, you'll find that it's when you don't think that you can actually become everything and you can actually tap into everything. So that means that probably most things that don't do a lot of thinking are already tapped in. So I'll give you another metaphor. When we supposedly die, 
and you put this body in a casket, when you close that casket and you bury it under the ground, 70% of who that being is evaporates right through the casket. It can't hold them. See, all of our memories are in what? They're in the water. We are water. So 70% of us automatically goes back to where grandma and grandpa and all the rest of all of us are. Impurity back in water. Water is the byproduct of the soul. So that's the first round. 70% of you is already collected back with the family. The other 30% are the metals. All of us contain iron, oxides, all these different things that begin to decay. And whether it takes thousands of years, will bond. This is chemistry. Bond back with their pair. They'll find their twin flame. <laughs> and they will, again, become connected with the family of who they are. So you see what I'm talking about here? It shows you beyond a shadow of a doubt that when you leave here, you only collect back with your family. You see? And, and you're sentient because you're not thinking. Because <laughs> that's the height of meditation. Any lama, any monk will always tell you, man, you got to clear out your mind. You can't be thinking because the, the, the thoughts are tied into the language. And that construct is tied into the lower mind. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't have a use. But its use is how you operate on the physical plane. So if you're trying to go to where things are non-physical, that's how you get there. You drop the shell and then you, you and then you jettison from there. And I, I want to see if I have enough time before the break to get into the next concept. But if not, it's probably great if I just pause here, because this the next thing is about how for sure you can tell what forces are spacing the frequency and how the frequencies are being spaced by force, not so much as our own suggestions. And so, you know, where, where are we at, Chris? Uh, we have about a minute and a half. Yeah. Okay. So just when we, when we come back into this, I want to talk about the space. Like, why do you feel pressure when you go up into the atmosphere? And why do you feel pressure when you go under the water, even if it's like three, four, five feet deep? Why do you feel pressure? And then also, is it, is it that we're perfectly almost aligned where we are now? Because if we try to go a little bit higher, there's too much pressure. And if we try to go too low, there's too much pressure. Because this is what it feels like in life. If you hit a high, high point, there's too much pressure. Like, oh my goodness, I got to do all this work and I got to praise all these people. I got to meet the people in the morning. And then if you go too low, too much pressure, man, I'm depressed. I can't handle this, man. This is just ridiculous. So why can't we start seeing the chemical actions that are happening in the reality? And that's the truth with nature and how that acts upon us. Like I said, when we dive deep or we go really high and then be able to interpret all of our experiences that way with the true roadmap or the true blueprint to how things work versus the suggestions that we can we keep getting from the demented mindsets. You see, so and that's how that's how we take control. Because when we agree not to be the demented mindset anymore and accept all of that stuff that we see is not working. And I'll say this, if I'm going to escape death, the last thing that I'm going to be doing is what everyone else is doing. Think about that. Very well said. Hold right there, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back. Much more. Another two hours right here on Truth Frequency, as a matter of fact. So don't go anywhere. So let's go back to Seven Bomar, who's been waiting patiently. Uh, Seven, before the break, you were talking about why do we feel pressure when we go in the water, when our environment changes. 
I would say that this is a physiological response to the different types of um, environments that we're in. And it's also an indication that our body is going into an area where it really shouldn't be. And the deeper we get, uh, the more we need to stay away from those areas. But of course, that's just the 3D version. What is the 5D explanation? Well, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it's virtually the same as what you just mentioned, that we have carved out this space for ourselves. And any time that we get into the zone that actually equates to that, we're not going to be in that space that we've carved out for ourselves. Then there's a reaction, like an alarm that goes off within the elements, not just in our mind, but within the elements. And the elements say, well, hey, I'm air. I can't go down. If I used to have air in your body, I can't go down 500 feet. Or you, you see what I mean? So it, it's, it's, it's really about... You know, and I'll even say this, even about the, the earlier experience of, of, uh, of the other earlier conversation about people and them going into the other plane, taking substances to go into other planes and to heal themselves. This is, these are all actions that each person is literally going into the unknown. And from that point, they are going to, to be subject to something. And what I've always been a, a big believer in is that that's the only thing that really produces any major change. Like everything that I've seen thus far with, you know, and I've been, you know, this is, I'm working on seven years public now. From the beginning, I was already wide open. Like I can look into stuff that I wrote the first day and then begin to extract much of what's going on right now. And it's just only right now that a lot of people are starting to take that information and starting to really make sense of it, right? So there's a lot of early bloomers here on the planet that have already started deep diving into their consciousness and being brave enough because that's what it's all about because there's a lot of cowards. Cow so you can't actually teach anyone to be brave. It's something that they have to gain the experience to be brave. Well, let me jump in right? for just a moment because this really resonates me resonates with me because in my ayahuasca travels, uh, as I was talking about during the off-air segment, the geowasca, it, it's, it calls for a very, very powerful dose. And that's what you need in order to see what you can uh, – in order to just see but – or see what you need, as I should say. But people are afraid to even get their feet wet. There's so many people that will drink half of the first dose and go, oh, that's all I want and that's it. I don't want to go any further, et cetera, et cetera. They talk themselves out of it. And these are you know grown men who are – supposed to be strong warriors and they're scared to go inside of themselves yeah for sure and you know what i'll say because of me understanding more about the design you know because there's a lot that's okay with that anyway because the degrees so if you happen to find yourself as this person like where you're at where you can take they say warrior strength then that's because that's what you you're made to do like that's a bird flies because that's what it was made to do but some person can get in there and it's even less than a little half of a teacup and they're already in the danger zone and this to me is because when you look at it as a grand organism an intelligent design which is what i was getting into what you find is that certain th certain things interlock with other things right meaning that something becomes the converter for something else to be able to get their level of experience that would be equally akin to what you're experiencing, but not in enough to a way to where they can be stripped. Because remember, there's also going on, and I'm sure you've touched the zone, it's over the head to where 
if the person's mind, if they've been abused all their life and they even practice a little witchcraft and that kind of thing, and then the mind starts running, it could get very dangerous in there and it can affect them in a very negative way. So what happens here is that, that all that is also a product of the division because we, because we don't have the designated, let's say the shaman, the, the mother of the village, the, the, uh, the chief, et cetera, every, the ones that mastered those roles of being there to guide you through that because that's not in play. We're now forced to kind of just go in there and see who's really got it and who doesn't. But there's another way. And that other way is synonymous with what they call shakti. Because the other thing that you're experiencing when you're seeing all that stuff, just as you said, it could be quite distracting. And that's because all that's still lower mind stuff. Anything you can actually physically see and physically interface with, meaning physically that you're actually talking and speaking and communicating, it's still all a part of lower mind. Now, it's actually, it has a great use, especially when it comes to finding out information about what's going on on the planet and finding out knowledge about what's going on on the planet. But in retrospect to the, the major thing, you're still actually looking to shut that whole thing up. So the, so the lower chakras stop emitting energy. They basically you, you lock them. And this pushes more power into the higher chakras. And then you go through the cone. And then at that point, everything it inverts in a tense in a positive way. You don't feel the effects of gravity. And so this is also why we go in time and time and time again to get to that point to be able to shut down the mind completely, but be on full charge. See, it's easy to, for, you know, you got these meditators out here and it's easy after you meditate for at least a year, two years, I mean, within a few months to quiet your mind, but can you quiet your mind when the amplification has started or when one has used a catalyst? And if you can, then what you do is you, you enlighten an entirely different part of the being. And so this is when we get into, like I said before, is that, you know, before we take off, what the intelligent design is, is that, see, each person here is really playing a role. They're playing their zodiacal role. But there's only 12 signs in the zodiac. Maybe there's a centerpiece that makes a 13th. But when I look at that from the sky, and I can say this is, could be any number. I'm not giving specific numbers here. But when I look at it from the sky, it's still going to be a dodecahedron or a, or a dodecathon or whatever that means with 12 with one in the middle. But each person, each person can be on one of those little leaves of one of the 12 and be totally making up the perfection and not know it. See, because in their reality, they just are in this, they're the Libra, they're the, the Scorpio. But in the higher reality, they're the dodecathon. They're the piece to the dodecathon. You see what I mean? So when we can stop just acting so much and start creating, or, or excuse me, when we can stop reacting so much, because that's the suggestion comes to us, then we react based on the suggestion. And then actually realize that, hey, there's this intelligent design going on. It made tons of stuff, stuff that people can see and things that people can't see. And then a real fast disclaimer to that there's a lot of invisible stuff is that some of the most powerful things cannot be seen. One of them is breath. We use it all the time, but we can't see it. We put it in a jar, we can't see it. So this is like 101, right? Well, maybe not down in Ecuador, but up here in Washington, just wait till the winter. You'll be able to see no, the breath. No. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. We'll You'll be see right the back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> No, 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 no. 
All right, we're back speaking with Seven Bomar. And Seven, I made a little joke about uh, seeing the breath, but can you elaborate a little bit on that and, and pick it back up where we left off? Well, for sure. Well, you know, I was just saying it's water because, you know, actually water is the visible element. Like that's why we see it in the bathtub. We see it in the ocean, but we don't actually see the breath. And that's what denotes the hierarchy of the elements that let's just be quite frank here. Like, I mean, the system is kind of going to get old if we don't figure out what the hell's going on. And realistically, nature is what everyone was calling gods. Okay. And everyone wanted to model themselves after nature. It's like nature was everyone's superhero. So that's why you see all these pictures of mainly the race of the people. Let's say if it was Kometan, let's say if it was Caucasians, let's say if it was Chinese, always depicting themselves as, as the gods in some kind of form of the elements, right? So that this is like, again, just 101. And so what we find is, is the reason why the elements are known to be the gods is because, or supreme being, because it doesn't negotiate. It's nothing like what we're dealing with with these kind of religions that have these, you should do this right and you should not do this right. Uh, or you should, you should do this right and you should not do this. Um, and the reason is, is because it doesn't talk. Supreme beings don't use language and all this stuff that we've created in the lower mind. And it's for this specific reason. When I look at the element, if it was superior to me, that means there would be no compromising. So if I say, can you live without taking a breath? Let's try it right now. So we see there's no compromising. That's the supreme being. If you don't take it, that's your bad. <laughs> we'll watch what happens to you. You don't drink water, that's a supreme being. You don't take it, we'll watch what happens. So now for us to think that something that would have that much power over us doesn't think, even though we think. So this thing has more power over us because if we don't drink it, then we just, we got to go somewhere else now. But we don't under think that it somehow has a consciousness. <laughs> you see what I mean? So this is like, you, this is the reverse engineering. You go all the way back to square one and you realize that, well, wait a minute. And this is what I'm telling you guys about intelligent design. It allows us to use it to create everything that we're creating. We make what we think is different things, but it's all made from the same element. So like the joke's on us. Because until we see it as that, we will never have any power over it. You will never be able to not take a breath. You will never be able to not drink water. But this is also what you start noticing when you get above into the top cone of yourself is that you actually feel you don't need anything. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, oh, shit, was I breathing? Especially if you practice breath work during these sessions that after a while you hold the breath and then you realize you don't actually need to take a breath. You don't feel hungry. You don't feel like you need to even take a drink. The mind is now, the whole body and the system is all completely on idle and shut down almost. And you're somewhere else. So this is, a, this is about this transition that, because this is what the whole conversation started on today. This is the keys to this transition that we're making. But let us not think that this is the first time someone made the transition or the last time. And then also what I wanted to say early in this conversation was you cannot base your life experience on others' life experiences that are still in the old paradigm.
And I'll say it again. You cannot base your life experiences and what you are to experience in this plane, in the limitless, which we've discovered based on someone from it, someone's from the old paradigm. Because what we do is, is we often collectively say, well, the world's never going to change. And the world's never going to. And then we do this to ourselves. And it was not like you ever had the power and the ability to change a world anyway. Because when the world wants to change. Now, first of all, you got to start dealing with the individuals, even the animals, the elements. When it wants to change, that's its choice. If you start telling it that you want it to change and you want to force it to change, that's, that's the Illuminati to me. <laughs> because that's, that's what they do. They force other things to change into what they want him to change to. So let everyone do what they want to do because it's an intelligent design. It's perfect from the sky. What you can do, though, is you can be a good mentor. If you become a cosmos, people will look at the cosmos in, in the Scorpio sign and be like, man, I think I should be a cosmos instead of a scorpion. So I look at the cosmos from the Taurus sign and say, man, maybe I should be a cosmos instead of this Taurus. It is when that keeps happening, it's just like when you keep seeing something that is greater, you will become that. You will emulate that because that's survival. That's that adaptive component of what we have has gotten us this far and will take us the rest of the way on a path that has no end. So I, I, again, I, I don't want to make it fanciful and I don't want to make it super eloquent so people don't get it. But the, real, the realization here is that this stuff is based on basic principles. We believe in these principles every day so much that we even live with these principles. Like what I was saying with breath, we take the breath, we drink the water, but yet we believe that something that's just written in a book that was invented a few thousand years ago has more power than something that we must interact with every single day. I completely agree. And let me let me jump in for just a moment. This is why I put that PDF together, because um, the shaman have been doing everything a certain way for thousands of years. And I'm glad that they brought us to this point. But now the neo shaman are really breaking this down from a scientific perspective and and really taking people to a, a completely different realm. Now, if we were still stuck in that same mentality from thousands of years ago, then we would never evolve. But I think that's just one example, at least in my personal life, how I, I've taken uh, what you've said and just kind of ran with it. And I completely resonate with getting rid of the old and creating the new despite the traditions and the customs that have come up to this point. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and, and I feel like personally, because the, the journey is personal, it's for each and every person to discover what actually does that for them. And, you know, the other thing is, is that what I always say is that I can make suggestions, but I let the person be the judge. And also with things that have a very strong potency I tend to also like the person to make that decision to whether they want to truly engage in that or not. And the reason is, is because if there's crutches to it all, like it's like the, as you the further that you move up the ladder, let's say, the more you have to really watch what you really say to people that they can do, because you're still dealing with people that have to go through the same process that you went through in retrospect to get to the point to where you realize you can handle that level of potency. We are 
Hold right there. We've got much more coming up with Seven Bomar right here on Truth Frequency. Time of ascension. And, and this is a little bit off point, but I want to get your opinion on this. Because I'm experiencing this in so many different parts of my life where there's several different types of people. There's those that I know for sure are not receptive to any of this, so I don't even bother with them. Then there's some that I see a light within them, but they're just dragging their feet and kicking and screaming, and they're just not going to get it just yet. And the more that I try to work with them, the more that I feel that um, they're, they're holding me back and dragging me down. And so I have to disconnect from them, especially on an energetic level, because when you get tied into somebody's energy, then their negative energy – and I, I hate to go positive and negative, but their, their lower frequency – let's just put it like that. Their lower frequency uh, kind of pulls you back into that lower frequency as well. And then you have those that you were so certain were going to ascend, that you were so certain were on the right path, but they're still stuck in that three-dimension and they still go back to those bad habits – and we're getting so close to this very pivotal point that I'm ready to just shed everything and move forward. And uh, I, I've been working on this over the last year, just cutting off one relationship after another after another. Not because I don't care about the people or love the people, but simply because they're affecting my energetic frequency and bringing me back to, to that third dimension. But I question and ask myself, is this the healthiest thing to do? And is this the most positive thing that I can do? Is detaching myself for the sake of myself actually helping that other person to realize, hey, I just had a really good energy detached from me. I better bring up my vibration. Or is that putting me into an even more negative sphere uh, by trying to get myself out of it? Any thoughts on that? Well, you know, I got, I got a good word for you. Geocentric. <laughs> it's geocentric is basically that everything is going to rotate around you in my world everything rotates around me because i'm the only i'm looking out from my eyes i'm looking out from my soul same thing with you the road if i walk if you see me walk into your house and walk around you i'm not inside of your brain i'm not inside of your mind i'm outside of you so i'm rotating around you i'm in orbit like even if you're way in California somewhere, and I'm way over here in Costa Rica. I'm still rotating around you rather slowly. I may not even make the complete circle, but I'm, I'm moving in your space. You see what I mean? So what this, what this means is, is that this takes us back to what I was saying in the beginning. You can't base your life experience on others that are still in the old paradigm. Because what happens is since this is still all about Chris and Chris's expansion here on the planet called Earth, when you decide that you're going to do whatever X, Y, Z is, it can't really be based on what everyone else is doing because for all you know, you're the only real being here. And people need to understand where I'm coming from with this, meaning that if everyone around you, as, as, as you see it, if everyone around you it, it, that's in your current space has not actually, except for a few people, gone into their levels of the awakening, you only have a couple ultimatums anyway. It's not like you have a whole list of things. Those two ultimatums are either you choose to hang around in what is clearly a stagnant atmosphere, right? Or you go to the next level and then that, if you ever did want to help them, is going to be the best thing that they could ever see anyway because then they're going to see, let's say, the confirmation to what you were actually telling them is really true. But see, when you're working with flesh, people that are still in, the, say, that, that more fleshly side of themselves, the only way really that something like this is going to actually appeal to them is if it comes by way of flesh. 
You see what I mean? So let me explain this very mm. clearly. When we jump out to actually be teachers, because that's actually like a job then, because now you've kind of designated, you've made some kind of, um, let's say, for instance, intention. So when the ten- teacher comes out, that this is now you. Now Chris has activated the lifestyle as teacher mode. And then really in teacher mode, the thing about the teacher, because it's basically the teacher's in the, it's, the teacher's just trying to be a greater teacher. That's the whole thing with the teacher. And so what you're trying to actually find is what tools am I using to get the better effect from my students? And then the other thing with the teacher is the teacher always wants to figure out how can they take someone that really doesn't know anything and turn them into like this super being? Because only the greatest teachers can do that. And then on top of that, and you know, the, and this is what I'm just talking about, high, the highest ranking teachers can also teach someone something without the person knowing that they're being taught. Meaning that they don't come in saying, okay, well, I'm going to come in for this change of my life and this is going to change my life. And the most powerful teachers, they, the person doesn't even know that that's what's going on. And they're just having this conversation with you and having this interaction with you. And meanwhile, that's just transforming them on an entirely different level. But of course, that requires us teachers to sometimes go back in and keep instilling within ourselves more and more of the energetic field. Like I, I would ask people to, to watch Chi videos to really see how Chi operates because we're at a point now where this is like almost critical for our species because we're having to lean heavily on the botanic, the botanic forces to assist us in this war that we've gotten in with ourselves versus it's still, if you go to certain places like the Himalayas, they, they are so clear about how it all works and how to get in and out of certain spaces and all of the stuff that, to tell you the truth, the plants are really the beginning and don't offer those lessons specifically, like driving into a specific frequency through a certain mudra understanding what this particular tone that you're making out of your mouth, where it takes you, and then where, where's the extent of where it goes before you need to connect into another tone. So it's like all of that work has been done already, but if we're going to attempt to try to go and do it ourselves from scratch again, this could be millions of years. So what I'm saying is we must, if, if you take on this challenge, reach the space where I would say those that are like us, but it's a, it's a singularity, are and join in that collection of meaning that when you get to the, the height of your consciousness, that's a specific frequency. When you join into that frequency, you now have access to everyone who's chosen to be in that frequency, that singularity. And it's from there that you get the instructions because finally you're ready for that next phase. But guess what? There's always a next phase. And what I always say about people who maybe I don't think are doing the right thing is that you still can't necessarily judge them because you don't know what they were doing before. This may be an extreme improvement. Meaning last life, they may have come from <laughs> Chigadil, like one of the much more lower dimensions where everything is just com- not even, it's a phantomish, right? And then because they worked their way up there, <laughs> they made it into first level human. And the reason why I'm putting it like that is because it's an intelligent design. And I, the reason why I keep saying that is because people take that word lightly. They think that it's something from NASA 
or something. When I say or something that we're just, nobody has a concept of what intelligent design really means, but it's zodiac. It's why certain bacteria only multiply to a certain amount before something else kicks in that begins to eliminate the bacteria. There's like all these different sequences to how life is operating. And that is so smart. It doesn't even need to think. It's in the zone. And then the reason why we become so subservient at times to these forces is because we're outside the zone thinking all the time. You see what I mean? So it's like these are like the basic dynamics to what we what we can do. And, and see, for us, it'll be such a great experience when we have gone through it because we came from such a very uh, tainted level of thinking things was a certain way that it really wasn't. So people are like in recovery, Chris. It's like they've lived now at least because remember, if it's your mother lived it, too, and her mother lived it, too then it's also in the biorhythm. Very well said. Hold right there. Yep. Final segment of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Especially our affiliates that pick up only the second hour of the show. Tell people about your websites once again, please. Oh, for sure. You know, people can reach us at secretenergy.com. That's open source spirituality for you. And it's basically a place that you can go to. Well, there's nothing basic about it, but you can go there and then you can really connect with your synchronicity. And, you know, once you get there, it's, you know, there's a plethora of things to actually engage in. So what really piques your interest is what you get into. And you'll find that, you know, it's um, it's something that we've been culminating for quite a few years. Obviously, we were in a, a website previously that's still up and there's a lot of information archived there. And that's resistance2010.com. But right now, as the, the main thing that's at the forefront is actually the university uh, because, I mean, it's, it's anyone that's taken the class has nothing, anyone that has rated the class has nothing less than a five-star review on the class. And it's just so, you get so much for, for how much is being requested. And so, the, and that's the major thing because, like, even in there, I mean, there's so much information that's presented, but it's not just the verbal information. It's also the images that are tied into that, which I think, you know, seeing is believing. And then it really deals really more with topics that have to do with, uh, we start from scratch because of course, you know, even right now, you know, a lot of the topics that we're forced in a tense to engage in, you know, they have so much trigger on them already. Like, so even if you kind of say something or suggest something that has, you know, more grounding into what we deal with every day, people have the whole trigger thing. So this kind of gives people an opportunity to look at things, to start over, basically, to look at it from the time that we first started coming into this knowledge, the, the closest time that we can really remember and relate to and find information on, which is actually the Enlightenment era or the Age of Reason. And then all that was bought from that era, from the imagery and all that, to eventually show that the highest level of knowledge that was really being presented was actually astronomy and astrology because there was a full realization at a certain point by these bright minds of the time that the whole thing, and I hate to keep repeating it over and over again, was an intelligent design. It was, in fact, being, I would say, it's, see, it's hard to say it's being guided by something because each of our own inertia in it is pushing it. You see, so you can't say that one being is actually doing it, but in a certain sense, because it's all a collective, it is one being, and this is what makes the paradox. And it's easy to see even with inside the body. We have all these supposedly separate organs, 
but they're all encased inside of this one body. So what is earth? You see all these separate humans, animals, trees, but they're all encased inside of one earth. So this is the holographic nature. What makes us think that that's not the same thing that's going on one more scope up? You'll see all these planets all encased inside of a cosmos. All these cosmoses all encased inside of, you see? So that kind of uh, redundant nature within the reality, but still each level introducing a more, let's say, purified or real. It's, I, I think it's easy to be, it could be more turned up rather than purified as a real hyper real so each reality that if, if you're uh, let's say ascending and expanding it gets more hyper real and this ascension this expansion it doesn't have anything to do with large and small it has to do with how much you start realizing what you're connected to because and then that's why they say compassion is so important because if you have a lot of compassion it's easy for you to connect to everything and not exclude anything when you're a little low on compassion, then many don't get on the list. <laughs> and that's also all of our processes. Like our processes, you know, we even could have prejudices towards certain kinds of colors even and certain kinds of people. But as we expand more, we collect all of that judgment. And then we say, well, you know, not only can I see, you know, me even had been in, me even in that perspective, but I also can see how that has a use. Because when, you, when you're looking at it from the sky, if you may, you see it fits perfectly into the whole thing. So, this is that, so that's what we, I was saying before, that cow manure is perfect for fertilization. It's horrible to eat, though. So it's all about where you're putting these pieces. And everything we can ever come to witness in reality, as long as it's in the right place, it will always serve to, project, to propel us to that great understanding we've now been able to interpret what that great understanding is, all itself. So all the experiences, until we get it, and I talk to everyone around me about this, I even talk to myself about it, because we all will fall back sometimes into the judgment, into the duality, and then I'll hit myself up and say, man, look, man, when are you gonna get it? I'm so tired of this. You keep reverting back to what we already know, and we prove in every art, be it chemistry, physics, frequencies, cymatics, if you keep thinking everything is separate, you'll never get to that next phase. You now you even know what the next phase is. You become so powerful, you do to other things like the plants are doing to you. You get where I'm coming from? When you take this plant, it changes everything about you because it's more dominant. It connects to more things. It's aware of itself more than you are. So it takes over and you become a part of it. There is a time when, when you interact with another element, it will do the same thing. It'll be like it just drunk ayahuasca. <laughs> just being around you and in your frequency. Because that's the other part of this. You know, if we, if we keep up our studies, because there's many powerful men and women that have come in history, that their books are available. They're just not right there in front of us all the time. That they explain about this in detail about how we're mentoring metals. We're mentoring other elements that are still in their singular phase. But because their interactions with us, meaning you just sitting in front of this computer, these people think that all this stuff is dead and inorganic, but it's all made from the same atomic structure, just bonded in a different way. So what I'm saying is, is that this whole interaction that we're all having, 
be it gold, plastic, glass, seven, you know, your child, whatever, the carpet is all being influenced and is all living and bonding and sharing regardless of if we like it or not. So the, but the next phase, because I'm not going to leave people without that it's controllable because it is. The next phase is that when you finally realize, okay, well, there's order to this. <laughs> there's an order here. There's an intelligent design. Then you can start seeing how you can nullify the effects of things like time, things like gravity, things like metal, things that are still individualized, but your consciousness has gone into another level to where it must, in a tense, submit. You know, and these are the words that we have to use, but if you come in and you already know you're everything, you can turn water into whatever you want it to because all elements must submit. And these are the real trials of the shamans, the real trials of the rab mags and the magi, et cetera, that they had to go to the trials through the elements. It was no, there was no reading about it and all that. You just had to go. They were going to take you through trial by fire, trial by air, trial by earth, trial by water, so that you can learn what these elements really are, right? And so this is why we know we have now, you know, we have bridges. We have so much. Like at the end of the day, if we just weren't always looking somewhere else for more, we would already realize that we have enough because we have each other. And so like why everyone is scrambling, we're going to be all right. <laughs> like we're the people do can do more in their dreams than they can do in reality. So if it just so happens that you go to the place of the dreams, someone's definitely going to know what's going on and be able to handle things from there. So I'm just saying, you know, there's so many different angles to where all of this is just to, to teach you. It's a universe. It's a university. It's all just designed, and it's perfectly designed for you to go through these courses. If it's 12 to 12th grade, right? It's 12th grade. Once you get out of 12th grade, now you got to go to college. This is what this is about. We're on 12th grade, 12 disciples. So all these numbers are just, you know, it's not about harping on the numbers. Just say, well, what are they trying to tell you? When they use it in one specific place over and over again in different places, excuse me, it's marking an idea and it's telling you this is the school. Wow. Very well said. Give us the websites one more time, please. That's uh, secretenergy.com. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to catch hour number three, head on over to truthfrequencyradio.com. You know, just really connecting now because, you know, it's been, we've covered a lot in this message. And, you know, obviously we have that, that nice span of an hour to really get into some core concepts. And, you know, what I would really like to, to let everyone know, especially those that have the opportunity, well, I guess those are going to be the only ones I'm talking to, but those who have an opportunity to listen to the conversation is to understand, uh, if they can, that, you know, everyone's at their station. And the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm pushing and explaining this intelligent design is because I saw it. I'm not doing it because I think that this is how it works. And I've had some encounter from, from, from some people recently that they are now mentally spiritual. And this, this is the next latest phenomenon. And mentally spiritual is, is when you can talk it, you can talk the talk, but you actually haven't engaged in the experience. And so I will say, you know, I have a lot of respect uh, for you and Cherie, 
because I've, I've been here the whole time of all of, you know what I mean? All of our, all of our parts of our awakening. And the only thing that shows to me when a person is truly serious is when they find their way to those parts of the path that have the greatest lessons to teach. And those parts are actually not in the books, right? And, and they're not in on, even on websites. They're actually within oh, yeah. the person's consciousness, right? You're absolutely right. And let me say likewise. I mean, uh, nothing but respect for you. You've seen our journey. And I think you can tell by the way that we conduct the interviews now that there's been a a great change over the course of several years. When we first had you on the show, I didn't understand anything that you were saying because I wasn't quite at that level yet. Um, But it's thanks to people like yourself who have helped us grow and helped us on this path. Uh, that we've been able to come to the place that we are now, and we've been bringing all of these listeners with us, exactly. and it's just, it's incredible. And you know, it really, and, and, and that's the most important thing because, see, what I'm all, all I'm saying, Chris, is that after a while, when you're looking in there, you start. It's only where I can come with is that you start seeing the play. That you'll get put on a certain level, just to take an entire group of people from that period all the way to the level that you're going to go to. And so you're like the ferry. You see what I mean? Which is like the boat that's carrying the person across from those waters to the other side. And sometimes we do this and we engage in this act because it's like our duty in a tense, divine feminine, divine masculine. We engage in that act without even knowing it because we'd rather just kind of be in cruise or autopilot while we're doing it, at least until it starts getting fun. And this is what I I understand is happening because this is why I say what the mass portal is, is that when it's time for you to engage even more, and you notice it because you you actually send ripple effects into the reality by going into high frequencies. That's what you do. And when you send that signature out, it responds back. It takes a certain time, but the stronger you send it, the faster it comes back. And it bounces back that energy because it's it's looking for you. You see what I mean? Like your power is looking for you. So the moment that you shine a light one time, beam, I'm up on frequency 5,932 right now. And I can see some weird stuff. You're also saying, Hey, I'm over here. And you're saying that to yourself. And that's why you see how they say, well, because I mean, I I don't want to go too deep here, but who cares? That's why bugs are attracted to light. When they fly into the light, their essence of what they are gets attracted and pulled into the light. So it's the same thing with when you go into a high frequency, all of the essence of the energy gets attracted to that frequency and you pull in more of who you are. So the worst thing then in these scenarios is to actually determine that the prima materia, which is actually, you know, it's quite gross. It's gross matter is somehow not the solution because when you reach a certain stage as a creator all you deal with is prime material you don't actually want the jewel that's already faceted and cut already this is like a sculptor asking for something that's already sculpted no he wants and she wants the raw matter and what is the difference between a raw lump of clay and a beautiful sculpture 
the, answer, the human the human spirit the human spirit in which that was added to it yes right? but the sculptor though he knows he needs to start and she knows they she needs to start with a clump and so that's also why we have to start identifying what negative really is because when we f- get its full identity we realize it's that lump and then what gives us this purpose <laughs> is actually having that available to transform. (laughs) You see what I mean? It's like when you have kids, you have a purpose to raise them now. It gives more meaning to life. Anyone who has children knows that that's a a component. This is a metaphor. Even when you have, let's say, a business, those things can be synonymous with children. It gives you a purpose and a meaning to life, meaning to your immortal existence. So that's what I see all of this. And this is how you, like I said, you can turn on all sorts of more massive energies when you get into this because you realize nothing short of world enlightenment is what you're after. That at a certain point, you realize, I don't care who it is, bring them in and watch this transformation take place, baby, because you're looking at one of the best. And it's not the best based on some kind of ego. It's the best based on what's actually doing now, what I'm actually doing now. Come on in here. You see, so I don't see anyone turning down being able to fully metamorphosize themselves into a grander perspective of themselves. It's just now you have to convince people to do that. So the whole thing then, as we talked about, is highly paradoxical and we're challenged to use both sides and this is why the term I came up today was it. The reason why we have spirit tech is that not tech is technology. Tech is technical, meaning to get on this computer, to cut it on, to move the files over, to not delete the hard drive. All of that, all of what you learn is all right brain technical stuff. And then there's this other side of you that's spiritual. This is the left and the right side of the brain. So to be techno spiritual is to be technical and then also have a spiritual component. And then they're married. And this is the age we're living in because I got to go and I got to hit the Instagram. I got to go hit the, the uh, Snapchats. I got to go hit the Facebooks. I got to go hit all these different arenas to get across spirituality. And then once I hit those buttons and become technical, I have to equally switch back into my other side of my consciousness to go and to deliver the spiritual message. You do it every day. Well, look at how everything <laughs> works. And let me go on, on a little um, on a little rant here for, for a moment. Um, we are living in a time where it's the first time in history where we have the understanding and it comes from technology to describe the nature of reality and the way the spirit actually operates. In one of the ayahuasca visions, I was I went in there with a with a question, and the question was, "What is the Earth? Is it flat? Is it round? What is it? Can you give me some insight into this?" And what it showed me is that we're actually living in a matrix simulation where all of this is all digital all around us. We're controlling an avatar in the way that an avatar moves around in a video game, and our higher selves plug ourselves into the universe, universe, university 
to learn something the same way that ayahuasca teaches us. So in ayahuasca, when we go within ourselves, sometimes we go through certain experiences that if we were to experience in real life would be detrimental or devastating to us because there would be physical consequences for it. But the ayahuasca actually shows us what can be and we learn from it in a simulated type environment. The same thing is going on here on earth except our higher self is actually controlling this avatar or the avatars having these experiences and we're ultimately sending messages back to our higher self uh, in, in the sense that we're either winning at this video game or we're losing at this video game. Karma comes into the picture because the matrix tries to get you back on that path, back on the, on the reason why you came into this universe or university in the first place. And so you, um, you send the messages back that you're selfish, for instance, or you're fearful or any of these negative energies uh, or frequencies and the matrix responds to it or your higher self responds to it and says, no, 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 that's not the experience that I need. I'm actually looking for something else. And so when you start to treat people with love and understanding, et cetera, et cetera, then you're sending the positive messages back to, to your higher self. And this is all basically like a training facility. And that's why the earth is flat because it's, it's to simulate a real environment in the same way that a video game simulates a real environment. And the next door is there and the next room is behind the door, but you get to a certain finite point and the computer programmer hasn't quite programmed anything on the other side of that ice wall. So we just see it as this vast emptiness of nothing, and it really is a vast emptiness of nothing. But there is an illusion out there, just like when you're looking out of a window in a video game, you can see a whole world out there, but that world doesn't actually exist. It's just a simulation, and it's to give your avatar that perspective to make them feel like they're in this big, vast world. Um, you know, I can go on and on about that topic, but the point is, though, that we're sending either positive signals or negative signals back to our higher self. And for the first time, we have the terminology where we can use code, matrix code, uh, just like manipulating a computer code, consciousness. Um, it it uh, translates the zeros and the ones of the code, just like a computer monitor translates it and turns it into graphical images right in front of us. It's really amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that uh, I'm more in the persuasion that it's an organic mainframe all the way around. That it's not so much as the technical as we think, like what we see with computers. Um, because, I mean, you just you feel it after a while. Because, like, if you're, let's say, for instance, you go in the ocean and then you turn it on and then you look at, you know, just the, the rocks and things that are there, you realize that it is a rather large intelligent construct, but it is highly organic, that there is a life to it. But let's, let's just rewind here just a bit to really reflect on that. Anything that we've created in society, because remember that human beings are, are really copying, you know, at this stage, we're, we're looking for very creative people. But thus far, there's been a lot of copying going on, and we take suggestion from many other things. And now we're in a reality where many people have taken suggestion just from how the universe works and created something that is a very poor example, but still functions on the same components. And I'll give you some examples. Card games are a reflection of the universe. All the, the tarot, the number of the cards, the paths, all of that is all a reflection of the universe, but it's entertaining to us as a game because the universe interests us. Soccer is the same way, 11 on one side, 11 on the other. It's two teams versus teams. There's a ball or a planet, then there's a net or a nexus. So all of the same components of what the universe consists of 
the fans, the stars, the, the lead players, all of that is all the same thing bottled up, but just in another perspective. And be it, you know, if you looked at a soccer game versus the Cosmos, you can definitely see how many levels you've stepped down, but you've bought the same principles. Technology, modern technology is no different. The computers and all that are a plagiarization of the spiritual plane. Right. Down to the ethernet, to the internet, and attempt to introduce a concept that there is not a real neural network or a nexus of souls that actually do run the entire show. The internet is the Akashic Records. What we're doing right now, speaking remotely on Skype, is telepathy. We can achieve all of this through our spirit, but we've been giving technology to keep us away from the spirit. But it's working well, I mean, both ways well, because it brings well, us closer I mean, to the spirit as well. And that's what I'm saying because, see, there, no one ever – no one on a high level of thought, only a fool would believe that if they introduced us to technology that or computers that we somehow wouldn't get – when that there was an etheric world that it was modeled after. So we have to start realizing that that's what I was saying about the intelligent design. There's actually not an enemy here. There's an enemy that we were suggesting that we create because we used to use those kind of components. It's like the, 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 uh, the punishment system versus the reward system. We used to use components of inner enemies to catalyze ourselves through certain periods of time. It's like the body, how it, it will introduce a non-symbiotic organism to itself in order to build its own immunity. So, and, and it will do that without calling you about it, <laughs> telling you, hey, this is what decision we're about to make. We're about to introduce this bacteria because we know that within 20,000 years, you're going to need this to break down the sodium nitrate in your air supply. Huh? Like, I think if you even got that data, how much more data would you actually need and how much can you really hold? And this is what we're, I'm saying about it's only when we actually connect together can we hold the mainframe. When we separate, how we interpret it would be the same way someone battered and someone abused would interpret something versus a person who hasn't been through that same scenario. So we have to, in a crazy person's mind, they're not crazy. We have to begin to compensate for what has our experience really been on this planet and how is that affecting what we really think is going on. And then when we really start boiling it down to the facts, that's why I go back to chemistry. I go to the bonds. What attracts, what repels, and why do they do that? What are they looking for? They're looking to be complete. When they become complete, they form something new. And, they're, and, then when, and when they find that bond, there's an explosion that takes place when that bond is made. This is how some of the uh, weapons are made. And this is how uh, objects change into other stages. And are, so this is basically the building blocks of the whole thing. So we always have to keep smacking ourselves to say, hey, man, stop looking at the, the, the big version that's right in front of you. And start crossing it into just chemistry and how that works. Because then it will give you the ability to, when you see something go on, to not jump all the way back down like the fallen one. Because many people have made note to that when they get onto this high state of consciousness, if they start even thinking about things of the lower density, they slam themselves back into the lower density. They even feel the impact of hitting lower frequencies. So... That works kind of across the board. And I think about it, it's like, how hard is it to go a complete day without thinking about something negative? It's super hard.
Most people don't enjoy that kind of state of mind. But when a person gets to the point, like I said, that they, it's like the Wu way, where you can turn all of the energies that are in the reality and harmonize them with yourself, this is the, this is the way that you transcend. And, you, and it's hard. Like, we're not gonna, everyone is not transcended yet. There's billions of people still trying to transcend just to give us an idea of what we're really talking about here. So it's like, that's what the university part to me is about, that you're not gonna transcend all in one day, but we haven't been here one day. We've been here for who knows how long. But when I get to this path, and this is what I will tell everyone on the phone tonight, if you understand this in some way or another, you know that when you get to this part of this path, when the cards have been dealt as they're dealt now, this is the only life you need. This is the only incarnation you need. You can do it all from here. You're not trying to wait to see what's going to actually happen next in the reincarnation. Because think about this. This is something that I want to talk about and then I'll, I'll, I'll start to conclude. This is a very important thing. See, you would believe that the reason why people really think, really care about what's going to happen to the world, like whether we're going to lose the economy and all these kind of things, you would think that the reason why they feel like that is because they care about everyone. But that's not true. They feel like that because they think this world, which they think is the only thing that they have, is going to somehow be jeopardized tomorrow. Because other than that, they wouldn't even care because it wouldn't even happen during their lifetime. It's like when they tell you the sun's going to blow up and go supernova, but it's in a billion years. So do you worry every day that the sun's going to blow up and go supernova? No. That's going to be for the people who get to billions of years from now and have to worry about it because it's going to happen in their lifetime. The truth really is, is that what we're really concerned about, we've been trained to be concerned about because of the scarcity that has been introduced, meaning us thinking that we're running out of resources, that the earth is now dying, all of these different things, and because we can't handle what the metamorphosis looks like. And this is the same thing of a person who can't handle what it looks like if they happen to take a little sip of the tea or a drink of the tree. You see what I mean? So it's, it's the same thing. That's what I started realizing that none of it, what you did, you weren't getting thousands of integers here. You were getting the same thing and everyone was trying to make it thousands of integers, making it so much more complex by their judgments. So the faster that I can start seeing everything as the same thing, no matter what anyone's saying, because the moment you start doing it, there's gatekeepers. The system polices itself. Someone's going to immediately come and insist to you that it's not. Even all the elements, because we're still dealing with humans. We're still dealing with people trying to convince you that it's not. Wait until you get in front of water or fire or wind or water. Excuse me, I said that twice. But wait until you get in front of one of the elements in all of their splendor, which I'm sure you've seen some of it already, and still have to stand out there like, I don't know, Gandalf with the wind blowing, the thunder howling and all that, and, and still be like, you don't, you don't understand. We're all one. There is nothing that you can do, but you're not floating. You know, you being in all of that and still be like unmoved. Because then you would have reached the supreme state because the supreme being's name is unmovable. It can't be moved. It can't be wavered. Like you can't convince the supreme being that everything is separate. And that's our power. It's not our weakness. 
And this reality, they'll try to make you think it's your weakness. If you don't agree with everyone that this person's bad, that this is bad, that all that, and, and all this is, again, is the reason why they call it monkey mind is because we're not even doing anything. We're just judging. If we would spend that time inventing, creating, basically tapping into that inexhaustible dharmic force that is built up for thousands of years that few people have been diving into called positivity, <laughs> then we wouldn't have any time to be focusing on any of this other stuff. And it would go away. And it would go away because never was shadow more pleasing than light. Meaning that people don't want to remain in ignorance. They want to become enlightened. But if we want that as a species, we will have to earn that. And I do believe that there are some of us, and this may be you, that begin to herald that. Despite that there's late bloomers on the tree, not taking that that's how everything's supposed to go. Keep doing your work and building your structure. When it starts to become natural to you, you become the natural in there. Then you keep getting your next upgrades, your next upgrades, and then that's all running synonymous. You can read the fa fabric of the reality. It's all running synonymous with how you're progressing with what you're doing. In your case, how the station is changing, how many more people are tuning in and the mindsets of those kind of people because they may have heard it, this conversation or the conversations you've been having recently, and that more appeals to them. The others that don't Get, haven't got it yet, they boil off and go back down to maybe Alex Jones. And that's how it all works. And then they go through that, get beat up, bruised up, but they still have that taste of what it was like to be almost free. See, because that's all we really want. We just want to be free. And the only way to be free, like free flowing, is to actually lose the judgment. Because that's what stops us every time. Because every time we have to make a judgment, it's like somebody saying, hey, come look at this. You have to stop to look at it. To be free-flowing, all-powerful in the Zen, it's like, what can I really do about it anyway? That's that creation's path. But that path does not affect my path. It's like, because I'm not on, I'm not on the, the zoo. I'm not in the zodiac. I'm in dominion. I'm a cosmos now. And this is what we do. We just, and you take that and you allow that to be your mantra because that's your lot. That's what belongs to you. Your loop is yours. All of what you've experienced and what you've affected, all that belongs to you. You have access to that. And that's all you need, just this one lifetime. And to me, you know, I don't have these huge past life experiences where I'm this and I'm that. I don't need that. All I need is right now to know what this James Evans Bomar or Savan or whatever the name that they choose next is going to be doing in the continuum because it definitely exists. And I've already seen it, so I can't be really convinced that it doesn't, right? And you've already seen it. Once you touch it, it's no turning back. And so and, and that's not something that I'm saying that we would turn back anyway, but that's the same thing that's going to hit everyone else. Like if it hits them in a thousand years, if it hits them in a million years, if it hits them tomorrow, that's on them. But what I'm going to do, though, because now I'm moving with purpose, because that's like the next stage of this is like once we stop being subjected to things all the time. Right. Then now we move with purpose because we cause stuff to happen. So then if Chris says, well, look, I'm just going to enlighten as many people as possible and I'm going for world enlightenment. Based on how much power Chris can weld and Cherie can weld and continue to ground and build more with, that will be the definition of how many other souls, if you may, 
can be powered for that moment, encouraged for that moment, mentored for that moment, off of that force. And then when we get into the realization, once, once we keep graduating to what's really going on, we'll start connecting in groups via the, the ethernet, the real one. And we'll plug in and we'll just keep connecting and charging. And we'll find that there's others that know how to turn up their frequencies super high, while there's others that know how to keep the ground stable. There's others that know how to handle all of the, the, uh, the small deviations. You see, because it will feel like it's a lot of work if we're all trying to do it separately. And this is why there's the power. And this is the conclusion of my conversation. This is why there's the power in understanding that we're all one. Because when you're in that stage, you're moving with that kind of power. So the moment that something is trying to step in your way, it's diametric opposition, which is already on your team, cancels it out. And that's all I do these days. Like I have to be very proficient at doing that at every single moment because it's always something almost like the, the broadcasting from the movie They Live, sleep, sleep. It's always trying to tell you that that's not how things work. And that's, what I, that's like the Jedi mind trick. It's just broadcasting. You don't ever see it. And then all of a sudden you just start believing it. But now we're breaking out of that frequency. And we see that that's the most resilient beings, like the cockroach. It, when, if it's been poisoned, if it's having babies when it's been poisoned, the babies come out immune to the poisoning. If the frequency of sleep was playing when we were born into this world, we will become immune to it and wake up. And the, and the universe and the cosmos knows this. And there's nothing that can get in the way of it. So then it's only a matter of time. And when we understand that, then we'll understand one of the final planets is use and how that planet does govern time, how time is like a lesson or experience, but something that also has a conclusion. Time ended itself. Think about that. Time ended itself. The moment time became time, it gave itself time to have an end. When we find ourselves in time, we know time has an end because that's all the whole time thing. You see, and I, and I don't want to make it very complex, but time is what teaches death. We like, okay, I guess that was 72 years, 75 years, I'm about to die. Nobody lives beyond 150. You know, it's just like time, time, time. But see, time gave itself these limits. Nobody lives beyond 150. Maybe you should do one of those George Jefferson walks or one of them Pee Wee Herman dances because that means that you'll be free. So that's what I saw the other day. It just said, quite frankly, Seven, if you didn't realize what was going on, you, I'll tell you now. The pin or the prism is the cage for the soul in many tenses. You don't want to look at that as good or bad because then you can just drive yourself crazy. But make no mistake, you will leave the cage. We all do. And so we also have to change our ideas. And I talked about it to a guy at length about this yesterday. But when we change our ideas about what death is really about and take the facts about what really occurs, we realize, and I gave you the play-by-play -play earlier, that we join back with our family in its purest state, which is together. Impurities are a product of division. And because you're, you dilute it. So we can go to the laboratory and see this. 
and we can go to the social, we can go to a social, uh, the social worker's office and see this. And that's what I'm, again, encouraging people to do is that just remember any core principle you find, you should be able to introduce it into any arena and find that it actually operates the same way. But we also have to be very cautious and remember that the door always swings both ways. There's always good and the bad and blah, blah, blah. It's about where we want to be at. And where I choose to be is I choose to be in the Zen, which is basically neutral. My body was configured that way. Your body is configured that way. You have both poles right there, right there. They're already in action. The marriage is already made. They're neutral. But if we allow ourselves, we don't want to blame it on anyone. If we allow ourselves to go to one experience on the left or another experience on the right, we need to now take the responsibility. See, this is an adept of what's going to happen next. So if you start playing the evil game, like what's evil and you start playing the good game, what's good. You now need to be adept and accept what happens next because that now you just, every action is a reaction. They tell you that in physics. You just basically hit the pendulum and now it's about to keep swinging. So we have this power that allows us to freeze time. It allows us to pull ourselves. When you freeze time, now gravity has no effect. Space is not in consideration. Thus, there's no scarcity. So you see how knocking down one false principle, they all come down like dominoes. And this is what we're doing. We just have to encourage ourselves day by day to not relapse. This is the true AA. You can't relapse back into thinking things are a certain way that you've already proved when you've gone into the greater spectrums that it just doesn't, it just doesn't operate that way. And if you don't know that, just ask to see that. Let that be your intention. Show me it from the sky then. Let me see it. And then when you see the order and you see that everything is working together, it's kind of contrary to what you think is going on on the ground, that everything is against each other. You see what I mean? Because they already tell us, like, you know, our whole experience, that we are already together. There's even people say, you need to get reconnected. We already know that the person's still connected. They never were disconnected. If they were disconnected, they'd just fall and drop. They've just introduced concepts to themselves. It's quite, you know, that, that's what to me makes it more fascinating than anything. And I just call that we're trapped by perfection at times. We've created a construct to perfectly make us think that we're divided just so that we can have a more massive, massive experience. But man, I mean, when you see how your dreams can cook it up, you have to realize that the same faculty that you're using to build your whole dream world and all the complexity that's going on there is the same capacity that you're using to convince yourself from one thing or another. So you're very good at this. But now it's time to come home. And we can all feel it. Like this one, like I've grown out of this. <laughs> to truly tell you the truth, I've grown out of the duality and intense that I'm just sick of it. It's never going to go away if I don't make it go away. There's always going to be a new one coming right? Like even if right now we prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is really no separation, there's going to be a new being that was born five or 10 years ago. That's going to start doing radio shows and start talking about that. The whole thing is rigged. Everything's against us. They're going to collapse the system. Blase, 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 blah. But man, I've been there. It's like, when do you become an elder? 
You don't see elders waving all around, scaring the hell out of everyone in the tribe. You don't see that. You see their stability and their confidence that everything is going to be fine despite what this thing looks like because it's still an illusion. (laughs) Meaning that how you see it ain't how it really is until you open your third eye. And then when we open our third eye, we realize that everything is really together. And that to tell you the truth, we can have a lot more of experience and a lot more connection with each other the moment we start to realize that. And we can stop being possessed. Because possession is also when, when you gather, in, gather yourself into just a small group or small club, then it kind of possesses you. You leave the state of mind of the collective and become a part of something so much more smaller. That's possession. So if I want to get bigger, then I got to do the steps and take the sequences that are going to get me bigger. I got to connect with more things. So that's, you know, that's where it is. And it's just like, you know, this construct, this Hollywood and all this kind of stuff has created a lot of fanciful things for us. But again, as the depth steps into play now, and this is September, we now start realizing that, you know, we, we got to take this from here. We have to become the ancestors We have to become the elders. We're not, you know, I'm 36 now. I'm not 18. And the other thing is about this is that you start realizing that, you know, since we're all together, I don't mind, since I've seen all of this, sacrificing myself so that these children can have a better and greater existence. Why be so selfish? You know what I mean? Like, if I just need to say what needs to be said, and then I need to go against all of like, you know, because there's real things you discover that you figure out is true, but then you find that maybe I'm not living that way, though. I know it's true, but I'm, I can't change myself. But don't forfeit other beings coming in the future from changing themselves. So that's what I do. As I, even things that I feel like I'm, I'm sometimes flawed with, I recognize that flaw. And I do my best not to introduce that flaw to those that are coming. And I try to also even let them see me as an example to what happens if you do this to yourself. What happens if you start thinking everything is against you? What happens if you commit yourself to uh, something and then you let it drain all of your energy? See, so all of this stuff. You know, it, and this is a real thing. You know, a lot of this, remember, a lot of this is entertainment for people. They turn on the radio, man, they smoke their joint, and they get into it from that level, and then they turn it off, and maybe they watch a little bit more of their sitcom, and then they go to sleep. But for me, you know, this is a real thing. Like, I, I came into this with a, with a real intention. What happens when I die? And I, ha- I figured that out. So now I'm just, I'm in action now. It's like, if you ever ask for something, and then you've been wanting that all your life, and then all of a sudden you get it, you better have in your plans what comes next. And I used to call that the day after ascension because there will definitely be one. And, and I know this, you know, with the, it's just like, it's obvious to me. You know, I couldn't end this. No one can end this. You see what I mean? They don't, they don't have the power. We all have to agree on that together and we don't all agree on that. So it will continue. But to me, I can put myself in any vibration, any frequency I want, right? Like there's always a place on the planet that can host whatever you think of. If you want to live glorious, you can go back and live in the basilica if you want to. You just set it all up for yourself, get your manifestation energy together, et cetera, and you'll be on your way. It's like packing your bags to go to another frequency. And we just have to realize that we have that power now. 
And then that power, you know, it's, it is what it is. It just comes with responsibility, right? And so meaning that we don't actually get the power until we accept the responsibility. And I feel like all the ignorance, all the evils, and all this kind of stuff is just my responsibility. As a God, right? As a supreme being, all this is, if you keep saying that, like, you're, I'm a supreme being, I'm a God. Well, this means this is your children then, <laughs> even the ugly ones. And we need to take some responsibility here. And if it's time to get onto another level so that some of these wild kids don't believe that they actually are more powerful than the parent, then let it be. And then trust me, the real watchers, which stand watch, those are the trees. They're fixed stars, meaning they don't move. They lend all the assistance necessary to accomplish that. They are wise. That's why we make books from them. You see, so when we look at the fabric of everything, it all still all connects. It's never changed. Even if we've gotten into the space age or we're back there in Comet, it's all going to be the same. But to the person who doesn't have the vision, they'll see it different. And just remember, the only way you see different is when you don't see everything as the same. And it's just like what you were saying earlier, Chris. Once you start playing with that whole thing, like you're, once you start playing with your projector, you start seeing things the way that you decide to see it. Not necessarily the way that it really is, because we have that power. So when we start seeing things the way they are, hey, it's all the same thing. <laughs> then this starts to slowly progress. It's slow and progressive, but it's very powerful and it's quantum. We start to merge it all together and you feel the power that's accompanied with that. And that's the faculties that we're basically moving from now. You know, at least me and my team, like we, you know, it's just like, and we're a part of that. Like everyone here is a part of that group. They're part of that biorhythm. They're part of that that soul family, as they call it. And so this is the, this is the expansion. And, uh, and I'm, I'm excited. Like I'm always, uh, I'm always on point with the, the excitement of what's happening now. And, uh, and it's amazing for me. So, you know, I just, my greatest desire has always been to make it amazing for everyone else. Because at the end of the day, what the other thing is, is that if everyone's not enjoying this with us all being together, it does affect you if you have compassion. And so even the worst people, it will get to a point in time where when we don't see them progress, we will do as much as we can to make sure that they progress. We won't condemn them like some of these crazy books that we've written up because we'll realize that they can't be condemned to anywhere. You see what I mean? It's like we're all in this together, whether we want to like it or not. And the moment we start using this innovation that we have, which is, again, what we're introducing now. Like there's another, there's another level, another component that I'm going to be bringing into this about how to perfect your body by utilizing the elements in the alchemy that, that do that. And, and it's even beyond monatomics now. And I believe that that'll be another thing that we'll begin to pioneer so that people can actually start to correct their fields. Because in, just to close out here, that's all that people are really experiencing is that when you come into this, you gather only certain parts. That's what they call the zodiac. It's like you don't have the complete things. You only have certain parts. Some parts you have very prominently, some parts you're deficient in. So what this does is it puts, it fills up the containers that are empty. 
And that what that does is that allows you to operate from a full spectrum rather than just one facet or one perspective of, um, of what it is to exist. So, and then of course, many things do that. This is just another method that doesn't actually involve a person actually ingesting something in their mouth, but actually just putting it on their body and allowing the energy that is in their body to vibrate and to be basically, um, aroused by these elements because you will bond to what you're missing, right? Like in life, you find something that you missed, you bond to it. So this is the same action that takes place in the body. Once it sees the element that is missing, the mineral, the metal, etc., it just bonds back to it. And then it corrects and it fixes. It's almost like the long lost father coming home or great, great grandma coming back. So all this stuff is just happening inside of us on these other levels that sometimes it's just because we're looking at it in, in different ways, we don't even see it. So to me, that, that's kind of the real third eye is to be able to transcend what's actually happening, what seems like such minute levels into their more grander perspectives. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm at that, uh, I'm, at, I'm, I'm close to the end here. And uh, is there something specific, you know, that, that I need to address? You know, this, I guess, would be a good time. But I feel like, again, that, you know, we've covered a lot of ground. This has been a very serious conversation. I feel like that we really, what we set out to do, we were actually able to accomplish, which was mainly, you know, we, we danced around a little bit in the beginning. We talked about some very strong concepts. But then towards this part of the conversation, we've gotten very personal and very serious when talking to family the nexus of souls, the actual activation of our organic grid, the taking it easy a little bit on these other forces that still are remaining in ignorance, at least enough for us to get powered up. Hear what I'm saying? Like, I just had to take a break on all these things that are going on with all the, the negative forces because I need to power up. And if I'm just paying attention to them, whether I'm feeling sorry for them or whether I hate them, whatever the case is, I'm using, I'm losing power. So I can't power up. So the only thing that would really change anything anyway would be to power up. So I've made that more of the predominant thing that I need to be doing versus, you know, tapping into the other forces that I can't really do anything about because I lack the, the, uh, the force to be able to do something. And so that's it. And then the other thing is, is just remember, so some people may say, well, what do you mean? You mean you can't have, you're saying you have enough force to change other things? Well, it just so happens, as I said, that the dominant frequency always changes everything. We can live, if some mind is more dominant, we will all live inside of that mind. So what we have the ability to do, if you just sit all day and you just work only on your frequency and you keep raising it, raising it, raising it, raising it, it's going to get bigger, bigger, bigger. It's going to cover the neighbor's house, few neighbor's houses over. They're going to get it all on their aura. Then every time they go someplace, they're going to spread it all on other people. And that's how most people work, especially that really understand the chi, because it just it can fill up and encompass everything. So that's where the personal work is. And I feel like, you know, I'd rather do personal work and keep my mind free of Taliban and, and the rest of the, you know, ISIS and all these other different things, because unless I'm powered up. I definitely won't be dodging bullets. <laughs> I definitely won't be, you know, trying to talk to these people, especially in a language that I don't speak about how they need to believe that they're God and not something else.
Right. Right. You know, you know, the problem that I think people run into with that is their concept of God because of the prison religions is one of death and chaos and destruction and an entity that can destroy you because it created you or supposedly created you. And it's a very destructive force. So when people hear the idea that we are God, that we are the divine, that we are the creators of all then they automatically go to that and they go, oh, you want to be God. You want to destroy everybody. (laughs) You want to destroy me. You want to rule me, et cetera, et cetera. But it's the opposite. Yeah. I mean, you hit it right there on the head. And that's mind control, right? Like that's the core of mind control because it actually suggests something to you that's completely really misinterpreted. Like one of the things that was brought up and I, I was listening to another gentleman speaking and it was so valid. I just had to mention it today, but he was basically saying that, okay, so the Passover is actually the celebration of the destruction or murder of young, mainly black males. Right. Because according to this particular period in time, the only people that were in Egypt were the Kemetans. And the only people, according to this book, that were being free from their, their, their uh, uh, boisterous, uh, terrible God by it killing all these young black males, firstborn children. And then later on, if thousands of years in the future, you've now adapted this culture and then you believe that it's okay to celebrate the death of young males, this would do things to your mind like when you really see someone abuse your family or something along that structure as long as they come bearing the cross or bearing the the in this sign ye shall conquer as long as they come bearing that sign then that trigger will immediately kick in that it's okay and the person will not feel the same way about what's really happening versus what's really happening another another thing that was brought up was about when we say to focus in that if there's a singularity, a lot of people, they see like a point or a dot. When in fact, it's the whole thing. It's like all of the universes, all the cosmos, all the entire envelopment of that. So focus doesn't, in most people's mind, mean the whole thing. It actually, and the the singularity being a whole thing, they think that it's a point. And this is what I started realizing was like the major flaws in language. Like if you just really wanted to try to get it across to somebody exactly what you meant, it was, it's virtually impossible in this language. And uh, because it's confined to the lower mind itself. It's like basically the language is confined to the lower mind, but that makes sense because it's only in the lower mind that you even use language. So it's just like where I'm, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for the day that we all, we got it all out on the table. It's like dissecting a frog. It's like all the parts are all out there and then everyone understands what they're doing. So that way, even if they still choose to engage in it, they already know what the ramifications are going to be. See, right now we're engaging in things that we don't know what the ramifications are going to be. And it's not because the knowledge is not there. It's because the knowledge has been made obscure. So once we are, once we know the future again, which is what happens when you really start understanding and I'm, I'm working on it and I'm coming to the conclusions, but basically what these stars really do, how they create these other elements on the planet, like other metals, how they are magnetized by those metals or repelled by those metals. So once you start studying and all of that, which it only as a spiritual person, the interesting thing is when you're spiritual and you study chemistry, it's easy. When you're just trying to go through school and you're studying chemistry for the first time, it's like the worst, one of the worst class, unless you really like it. It's almost like math. 
So wh what I'm saying is, is that you, when you start just looking at how the elements are reacting, there's one video. I just, I'll give, I'll give a reference because a lot of people like they need some kind of reference to this. I think it's called hunting the elements. I'm about to type it in really quick. Hunting the elements. It's a video on YouTube. It lasts about two hours. It's kind of silly. And, uh, but it's, really, really insightful. It's called Hunting the Elements of the Periodic Table Documentary. And the guys, you know, he's, he's going through all the elements. He obviously did children's shows before that, so it's a little silly, like I said. But when you start reading between the lines, and it's like a perfect crash course for someone who just wants to know a general overview of what's going on with the bonds, the chemicals, and how that even would affect us, you get it all there if you can just read between the lines. And then just see, like, because as you see it, you'll start realizing, well, first of all, we don't even contain all the elements from the periodic table in this body right now. There are these rare elements that they're not rare because there's not a lot of them. They're rare because they're, they can't be extracted. It's very hard to extract them. So our body is, could be necessary, could actually be missing elements. Like, because if we're a cosmos, but we only contain 24 of the 66 elements, that means a whole slew of those elements are missing. And that's why the monatomics became so powerful for alchemists because it allowed them to ingest those other elements without it being fatal. But because alchemy and even getting certain elements these days is almost <laughs> impossible, we now have these other correspondences. And this is why, see, the universe never left us without another way. It already had adapted so that we could adapt. So if it said, well, okay, son, if you can't get it through alchemy, you can go and get a crystal. All right, if you can't get it through the crystal, there's this sound. If you can't get it through the sound, there's this pattern. Because it, it, it can't be, see, the truth can't be squeezed out. That's what all that's really saying. But these, that's the real truth. See, they're trying to have us on the language truth where we're just supposed to explain what's right. But that's nothing to do with the experience. Me and you both know that. So the truth, truth is the actual, when you look into the, the whole you know, just you're looking right into the elements and you're seeing how they're reacting, etc. So I find that that to be the most powerful thing now because it gives me way more than I'll ever get from most of these books, spiritual books or whatever. I just get so much more because I'm like, okay, no wonder why this element explodes when it comes in. No wonder why it's looking for the, the, uh, the electron that's missing from the outer shell because that's the same thing people in the reality are doing. They're looking for this perfect balance this thing that complements them and completes them and then they form a whole new thing together that's a relationship and it's and remember since we're made out of millions of these part billions an uncountable amount of these particles this means that their actions their core actions affect our core way of being but the next level is is once we realize that we can stop doing it even. And I think that that's when the powers start really coming in because you, you basically come out of the construct. No longer do all the elements in these different things have any real effect on you because it's like you graduated. So you're like higher than that now. So that the, all the elements and their effects and all that doesn't affect you. So the last thing is, so how would that really be then? That would be that if someone told you something crazy it doesn't affect you. You already know you're doing as much as you can and you're doing it at the pace in which it should be done. So what more can you do? <laughs> they want you, do they want you to worry? 
about it? You see what I mean? Like then, look, if, this is how it works. They, if you don't worry about it, supposedly you're a bad person. How does that even make sense? Actually, if you don't worry about it, you won't lose all your energy and you can really be a positive person if you're not drained of your energy. So this is the whole paradox is what I'm saying. Everything that's suggested is actually backwards. So like I said, I just decided to every direction everyone else is going, I'm just going to go another way. I don't even have to think. I just find the other way and I just go do that because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be going in the right way. And that's how simple it becomes sometimes. So when everyone's playing the race game and playing the doom and gloom game, that's the last thing that seven be doing. Like I'd just be over here chilling out, working, inventing. And then I find myself so much more useful that way. And then I also find that I get much more response, at least from the people who are in the position to respond. You know, and so and that's what's up. You know, it's like, but I've grown though, because you know, shoot, you caught me on the first day. I mean, I still remember those moments. I remember that being, I can still tap into that frequency. And I, and I know why that was justified. So we also still have to realize that each person has their own story. If you froze out in the cold in, the, in Poland in, in 1780 and watched your whole family die before you crawled into some other country, and then it happens that your name was Rothschild and you felt like the entire world abandoned you, then maybe you would become one of the most diabolical forces against humanity because in the moment where you really needed them the most, they weren't there. We don't know the full construct of what's happening to people. And I'm not justifying anything, but remember the same thing that makes us make the wildest decisions is actually functioning through everyone's mind until we choose to get bigger than that. And so that's what I mean. Like I'm not going to look at my daughter and, 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 uh, and get mad at her about something that she doesn't even know how to not do. Very well said. Seven, I don't mean to cut you off, That's but right. we are we're, yeah, we're coming at to the, the end. end. Yeah, I was, yes. trying to, I was trying to do the marathon, man, and just at least get to that point. It's like, oh, okay, good. Now. <laughs> this has but, been awesome. Yeah. I really, we really appreciate your time this evening. Always really, really insightful. Give us the websites one more time, please. Okay, yeah. I mean, people can check us out at secretenergy.com. There is a pod, podcast with tons of recordings, like 200, 300. You only have to Google AstroQuest Podomatic. And, uh, and you'll find it. And that's where you can get most of the information. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this evening, especially since we started the show an hour late. However, kiss the one you love right now because you never know when the last time is going to be. And stay tuned. We've got much more coming up right here on TruthFrequencyRadio.com. Always a full lineup and 30 amazing hosts on the station. It's really amazing. We love you. We love you, guys.